Hi guys, welcome back to Make It Make Sense. My name is Sebi Tennyson and here with me is... Joshua Motosha. Awesome. So on today's episode, I recently saw a post that says, your house is not an asset. And I was thinking about this deeply because of the rise in people wanting to build generational wealth and overall investing and things like that. A lot of millennials and Gen Zs have been working tirelessly to put their money in the stock market. And some people wanted more guarantee and they've been flooding in trying to get a house in a way of securing generational wealth or some sort of financial stability either investing in real estate or owning a home as a whole. And this is due to the fact that some troubling statistics have said that millennials and even Gen Zs own 20% or have 20% less wealth than their baby boomer counterparts, even though they're more educated. They're also estimating that they're going to own 40% less wealth at the age of 40. They're going to own more debt as well. And millennials currently control 5% of the overall wealth and baby boomers being the ones that control the most wealth. So it's no surprise that everyone is trying to figure out a way to accelerate the process of building wealth, especially the rise in student loans. You know, everything is just expensive due to inflation and things like that. So is your home really an asset? So let's answer the question, Joshua. Is your home really an asset or is it really not a liability? Because according to the post, the person said that your home is a liability because you're paying stuff for it. And, and much as I agree with it, I also disagree with it as well. Because he was like, you're not receiving income for it. And that's not a fair description of what an asset is. So Joshua, what's an asset, you know, because of your accounting degree and everything. So what's an asset? So basically an asset is anything of value mm -hmm. or a resource of value that can be converted into cash. Okay. Individuals, companies, governments all own assets. Mm -hmm. For example, an asset might generate revenue or a company might benefit in some way from owning or using an asset. Yeah. So with housing, when you said that statement, I started thinking and... Yeah. For me, it is correct and incorrect at the same time. Yeah, it's not black and white. <laughs> it depends on who we're talking about, right? Because when you think about it, most people are not going to buy a house full out cash, right? Most people are going to take out a mortgage. So to me, I think a house is always an asset to a financial institution. Mm -hmm. To a bank, it is always an asset because they're, you're always going to pay mortgage I always going to pay interest. So now, is that the asset or the loan to them is the... Because I don't think... I feel like is the interest you're going to get from that mortgage, but banks typically do not want your house. The asset is for the individual who is owning it. Because technically, it's yours, but you're just not paying it in full right now. Oh, yeah, exactly. But what happens if you can't pay? That's a good thing. So <laughs> not like it's a good thing. Sorry if you can't pay. But the thing is, if you cannot pay, one of the things that a lot of people do, instead of going into foreclosure, they sell the house, give whatever outstanding balance is left to the bank that you're owing and keep whatever it's left. So the only caveat I see with owning a home is just liquidity, depending on where you own your home, right? If maybe it's in like New York, LA, Austin, like popping markets, right? Liquidity is higher because you can easily sell it faster. But if maybe you're in some trenches, you know, some little city or town that has 10,000 people, then it becomes harder. And I also think your income also defines, hey, what is an asset for you? Because if you're struggling to keep up with mortgage payments and keep up with 
uh, paying for that home in terms of upkeep and things like that. That house is no longer an asset to you because it's straining you, right? So one of the misconceptions that people are having is like, oh, just own a home without understanding the financial responsibility that comes with owning a home. Yeah. And that's why I still say to the bank, the house is always an asset because in a scenario you described, you said- Not in 2008 though. <laughs> you said they can sell the house and pay the bank with it. Oh, guess what? You know, the interest- they still have it back, yeah. right? You know, so, but for a regular person, right? When you own a home, I will ask you, is it a home you're living in or is it an investment property? But it shouldn't matter right? though. Yes, because if it's a personal residence, right? Where you're living, the only way it's an asset is when you sell it for capital appreciation. Well, I don't think so because if the house, so, According to the definition of asset, it's bringing value to you. We all know that property, for the most part, without any kind of extraneous circumstance occurring, we know that it would appreciate in value. So we know in accounting terms, there's something called book value and fair value. Fair value is what people are willing to pay, and book value is how much you bought it for, right? So whenever somebody is making money off of something, it would be the fair value subtracted from the book value. So ideally, because that's one of the reasons why you see company revaluing whatever asset is they have in order to boost and be like, hey, we're making money off of this, right? So they subtract their fair value from their book value and they're making money from it or they can derive, you know, some sort of loss to get some tax breaks. So you can see how that is giving some sort of value to them. And for example, Things like collateral. Why is it that when people are asking for collateral? Because technically for a mortgage, your house is a collateral because it's like, if you're not able to pay this mortgage, we take your house. So that in of itself is bringing some sort of value to you because I know of people who have collected more equity from their homes to start a business and things like that. So that in of itself is some sort of value. So I still stick to what I said. The only way a house you're living in, you know, can really get you you can get something out of it is when you sell it you know because you spoke about equity but that's a loan you know now if you use it to start a business yeah. and you're successful that's great yeah. you know but what makes that different from taking a regular loan because remember interest, interest rates are almost zero all over yeah. <laughs> because of covid you know so like because when you spoke about have been thinking because every guru out there says a house and assets and assets and asset you know but how does it actually put money in my pocket Without because okay, let's have an example. Yeah, you buy a house today, right? Yeah, you're living in the house. Yeah, you know, you're going to pay taxes, Mm -hmm. you're going to pay utilities, you're going to pay miscellaneous expenses, and all of that. What are those? Those are expenses, yeah, right? And let's say for some reason you don't have a good job, it's going to end up becoming a liability because, funny enough, a lot of people pay all this expense through the credit card. So you can see how a house could potentially have some liabilities, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, let's say. You know, in the future, the house appreciates or you're in a great area mm-hmm. and the house appreciates. You can sell it, you know, for way higher exactly. than you bought it. But now you must be ready to sell it. Yes. Right. So how can I live in my personal residence and still generate income from my house in comparison to something like um, dividend stocks where maybe, for example, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, they pay dividends. I think it's every quarter, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I do understand where you're coming from, but you mentioned something about upgrading, right? That's one of the reasons why people make upgrades. They should be smart about, okay, what's the utility? Is this going to sell? Like, it doesn't make sense for you to turn your, you know, four bedroom into like a three bedroom because you want to customize one of the bedrooms into a special type of closet that, you know, something comes out from the bottom. It's like, is that useful to <laughs> anyone? Because they now have to spend money to deconstruct whatever it is you constructed in there right so one of the things when people are doing some sort of upgrade is like okay would this add value to my home would this increase the value and increase my liquidity potential in the home so i think when it comes of giving you because again we forget that it is not giving you i feel like one of the misconceptions here is that people are looking for direct cash inflow right and that's why you can be considering it a liability but again when you look from basic accounting terms it's just something that gives you value it can just be you know because even when we talk about there's a reason why accounting has book and fair value right because your book value might say oh it's worth one thousand dollars but if people are willing to pay two hundred dollars guess what two hundred dollars is all you will get right but if it's saying that it's worth a thousand dollars but people are willing to get six pay you six thousand dollars guess what you will get six thousand dollars so that's the thing I believe where the value is derived from. Now it's different where I would say like, Hey, can this give me utility? That's when you're thinking about liquidity as well as if you are, you know, using it as a rental property or Airbnb, those ones give you direct inflow. But I do not think that just like saying that, Oh, because you're paying money for it, then it's no longer an asset. Then it doesn't <laughs> qualify. That I feel is misleading. But one of the things I would say though, is that a lot of people are misled to think, Oh, build generational wealth, get a house get a house get a house but not realizing the financial obligations and responsibility that comes because like you said that can actually lead you into bankruptcy when you prematurely jump into buying a house without counting the cost fully because i saw one one of all those tiktok financial gurus now came out and was like buy a home here's why mortgage is this rent is this after you finish paying this is that that is that but guess what there was somebody i saw who ordinary flooding you know ordinary flooding <laughs> $43,000 to fix. Yes, technically there's insurance and all that. But they were still paying insurance out of it. But $43,000. But I can't imagine, like, for example, something was broken in my apartment. And I've seen some people where, like, in your apartment, a flooding occurs, right? And they just come, maintenance just comes, fix it up. Boom. That's it. That is literally it. Especially if it's no fault of theirs. But that's one of the things. It's a lot of financial responsibility and people should really look into their books and accounts just because you pre-qualify for a loan just because a bank is willing to give you a loan it's not easy to own a house so owning a house comes with a lot of responsibility and that's when this asset that you're calling your degenerational wealth can turn into a liability because it's straining you you're not able to do anything it's costing you more than the reward you're supposed to get that's what i'm thinking yeah so this actually reminds me of my accounting days <laughs> because I was an accounting <laughs> major in undergrad, right? Yeah. And we have a balance sheet, right? Mm -hmm. And on the left side, you have your assets. On the right side, you have your liabilities. Then you have your equity, yeah. right? And it's possible for a regular, not only companies that have balance sheet, mm -hmm. you can have a balance sheet for your yeah. life. You have your income statement. Yeah. And under asset, we have fixed assets and yeah. we have current assets. And we know fixed assets are like the longer term assets, yes. right? Things like if you own a car, if you own a house, land, building, you know, then current assets are things like accounts receivable, cash, you know, things that can be 
converted to cash really quickly in comparison to things like cars, yeah. land, and homes. Yeah. Right. And we also on the liability side, we have long term liabilities. You know, sorry I'm straining off, but y'all yeah. see the connection soon. Yeah. We have long term liabilities, but we also have current liabilities. Yeah. Current liabilities are um, maybe loans or any liability that is due within a year. You know, yeah. so let's imagine a personal, a regular person, ha a regular person's balance sheet. You know, yeah. they own a house. So that where would that go? That would go on the fixed asset. Yes, you know, and exactly. Right? So what, let's say is appreciating because the housing market is hot right now. Let's say yes, you got a great house, great location. Yeah. But guess what? It's not free. Yeah. You got to pay mortgage. Where is mortgage going to go? It's a current liability because yes. you have to make a payment every month, right? Yes. The so taxes, I think taxes they pay every year. So yeah. still within a year, it's still current, you know. Yeah. Miscellaneous, upgrades, all those small, small expenses, yeah. right? Most of them are current liabilities. And while you have a fixed asset, which is good, is appreciating. If you don't have enough cash flow coming into your account every wow. month, you're gonna be, I don't know if you're an accounting major, you've probably heard of the quick ratio. You know, so the quick ratio basically kind of just measures your liquidity, your short-term liquidity, you know, and that's why you hear of a lot of people like, man, I have a house, a great house, yet, you know, I'm about to go bankrupt, I'm about to yes. file for bankruptcy, you know, and this ties into budgeting as well. Yeah. And that's why I feel a lot of people need to be really educated yeah. and not just fall for gimmicks, you know, yeah. and really go in and delve in and see the obligations and what it requires to own a home mm -hmm. because it requires liquidity. Yeah, and one of the things I will even add to people are like, oh, yeah, but even with my own house, I also have, you know, an investment property. And typically with investment properties is where people are renting it or some people actually use your Airbnb, especially if you're in a prime location where like almost every other week you're getting people who want to stay in your Airbnb. But guess what? Aside from Airbnb with like, you know, risk of bringing strangers who are not, you know, going to behave themselves with renting due to COVID, there was like a memorandum that allowed tenants not to pay. How And, and also for some owners of homes, they had like a thing where they didn't have to pay their mortgage, you know, in due time. But guess what? Some of the fixing, you still have to do them. When they call you like, oh, do my house, but they're not paying rent and all that kind of stuff. A lot of landlords were actually complaining, right? And some people actually didn't qualify because they own multiple properties, right? They did not qualify for the bank to be like, okay, yeah, you don't fall under not paying your mortgage because of financial difficulty. So here you have the fact that you have to pay all of your mortgage, all your taxes, and yet there's no income coming in because these tenants can't afford to pay due to COVID because they got laid off. So there's a lot of risk involved. That's one of the reasons why, again, tying into budgeting, you have to plan completely. Definitely, there are a lot of benefits owning a home. That's something that I desire strongly to own because it is a little bit more stable and consistent and more reliable than the stock market because it has a lot of volatility. There's a lot of volatility in the stock market. However, there's not a, a lot of volatility in real estate. And whenever it is, you have... Yet. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yet. But whenever it is you're owning like a rental property, you can have, quote unquote, almost like a guaranteed cash flow because for the most part, everyone needs to pay for where they're living, right? However, it is not just like cut and be like, oh my gosh, I'm building financial wealth and I have all of this property and whatever. You have to make sure that you are doing it because all of these banks will give you money. That's the thing. These banks are always willing to give you money because they want your interest. So don't feel like, oh, because you're saying that, oh, you are financially stable enough to 
hold like four hundred thousand dollars that's good because i mean they are giving children that just graduate from high school a hundred thousand dollars to go to college and they don't know how they are going to pay back you know what i'm saying so it is your responsibility because these banks don't used to hear sorry right it is to hear please they are always coming for their they money their yeah <laughs> so that's one of the reasons why as we are building our financial wealth let's not enter into a space of a place where we are falling for any gimmicks and we're making sure that we are liquid and solvent enough to be able to respond whenever it is the tides are shifting. But owning a home, I still stand on this hill, is an asset, is a beautiful thing. But you just need to be aware. If not, it will cost you more than you thought it would benefit you. Yeah, I think with my final remarks, I definitely like the concept of owning a home because there's a way you can play it, even with taxes. You know, you can save taxes on it. Lots of benefit with taxes. And you can potentially have cash flow if it's an investment property. And also, if you're fortunate to build a house in in a great area, the price of house can appreciate tremendously, you know, within a few years. Mm -hmm. But I just want to make some comments on the current housing market. (laughs) Like, I feel we've had, like, a hot market for the past year because of, you know, supply constraints and everything. But I think we have to be very, very careful looking at houses right now and just evaluate the prices was before and where it can go to and not just rush in. We have to do our due diligences because, once again, we're responsible for our money, you know. (laughs) this is We don't just gamble our money out. We have to do our due diligence, talk to professionals Mm -hmm. to make sure we're actually getting good value for our money 100 percent, and all that to say is like i mean if you are more long term in your home like oh maybe you find a home that's your forever home i don't think it really matters the state of the market you know if you have the money going go in but if maybe you're having you know like short-term things and you're trying to flip a home or whatever just be aware because if the ties change you'll be cut up so just be aware of that but yeah owning a home definitely is an asset to me I would encourage anyone, if you are able to afford it, it's definitely something that you can dive into. This is not financial advice. This is just our thought process. Don't hold us liable for anything. Talk to your financial advisor. Let them be the ones to guide you. But yeah, it's not black and white. It's all shades of gray.